BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Forever. Dog. You know what I want to talk about? What? What do you want to talk about? Oversaturation of franchises. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> I don't mean, do this to me. We got to talk about it. I man. love franchises. Nah, Just keep man, making the same movie over and over again. There's too much of this stuff. I like the movie once. I want to see it in 15 different iterations. No. And, every, and, the, uh, and the audience is finally just saying no. Are there? Even international audiences, like, yeah. stop. Just make a good movie. Right. If you can't make a sequel good, stop making it. I don't know. I saw Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom five All times right. in the theater. <laughs> and I don't think that movie's good. I'll, I'll say that movie's not good. No, it's not good. But I saw it. That's the most I've ever seen a movie in theaters. Okay, but that movie didn't make as much as... It sure uh, didn't. Wait, Fallen Kingdom. What's the other one? Jurassic, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, just period. Yeah. Right. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they're, they're, they're getting diminishing returns now because... If you notice, if a if a film is good, more people will see the next one. Right. But if yes. a film is bad, less people will see the next one. That's right. So, I mean, it's like sometimes you have the worst film making the most money only because the film before it was so good. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, but isn't that also or, how like Fast and the Furious like stayed for so long exactly it was like and that's why i kept making more money right and th- but then now they've gotten better I, the the i've only seen i only saw which which one did i see in theaters well the, the f- one we talked about fast eight yeah fate yeah that's the one I fate saw. of the furious yeah i saw that one in- well because it was like it was like diminished it was like fa- too fast too furious made more than the fast and the, the fast and the furious right. but then tokyo drift made less than too fast because too, furious. too fast was bad because Too Fast was bad, and or, they like, and they like, Vin Diesel wasn't even in it, and people right. were like, "What?" And then Fast, Fast and the Furious, which they just took out the the. Right, that's number four. That's number four, and I think that made more than the third one. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, I think people were like, "This is okay." It was better than the third one. Yeah, actually, some people people really, told me because I didn't die for the third. Some I didn't people ride or die with the third one. I didn't watch all of them. 
I hadn't seen any of them, right? And people told me to watch five. They were like, don't even care. Don't worry about the other ones. Start at five or something. And so exactly. I I just bought five because it was like it was like cheap on Vudu or something. Right. And I bought five and I have started five four times. <laughs> I can't get through it. But Fate oh, is a, it's fantastic. I mean, it's really good. It's all fun. And I think Hobbs and Shaw are going to make a lot of money. Oh, I can't wait. My man pulls a helicopter, <laughs> connects to a chain. Yeah, you know I'm and- going to see that. See, I don't know what you're talking about, Brave, with the, with the no franchises. No, because those look, movies are good. Just keep making the movies. Only if the movies are good is if what we, I'm saying. No, I'm saying you got to keep making them because we didn't think that one day The Rock was going to be pulling a helicopter. Because you don't know. You didn't know that one day The Rock was going to be pulling a helicopter with a chain. But then you saw it and you were like, oh, shit. That's... The- Yes. Yeah, because it's The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, there's certain people, well, look, you know, they, they beef up a franchise. The right, Rock. Yeah, The Rock. Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, Men in Black. What are you? International. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, because, because they're international no, stars is what I'm just, saying. Did you just say two black men? And then say, <laughs> and then say <laughs> Men in Black you International? Yeah, they're... These men are no, they're in stars. <laughs> I'm just saying, around the world they do well. Around oh, the world in, they do well. In black isn't that's doing well. In men black. in black international. Oh, I, I, there are other layers of this. Honestly, <laughs> I saw the I saw a different. I thought you were doing a different thing that that made less sense. Well, honestly, here's the thing: is that the great thing about my openers is that they, there are a lot of layers. You no, know, they're just no. like they're really great. They're carefully thought out. It's not like I improvise them. In the 30 seconds leading up to you. <laughs> has to be what you do, though. <laughs> don't act like that's not what you do. You know what I'm saying? They're like, uh, don't find another way to say Men in Black International. <laughs> You're like searching for the other way to say it. No, I'm not searching, man. Because you already know. I already know. When Sherrod gets here, Men in Black International. <laughs> what does that mean? No. I do want to say, before we get into, because uh, I don't want to start yet. What right. I want to tell everybody is that we're actually... We're going to London, baby. <laughs> yeah, man, we're we going are to go- London for the pod- we are going pod- to London, fest. London pod the- fest. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, going to black men. Yeah, men in black international. <laughs> All right, let's get out of this. All right, let's start the show. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Billy What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood, Hollywood City. I defeated, I defeated them with nothing but my wits in a series seven deatomizer. That was my, that was my Chris Hemsworth. Wait, that was your Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> I was like, I guess he's going guess for he's Liam, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Okay, wait, I didn't actually that try. That was your though. Chris Hemsworth. I didn't actually try. Hold on, I have, I have, that I have popcorn in my teeth. Terrible. Hold on one second. Hold on. I hold on. I defeated. I I defeated. It's getting closer, right? Why defeated, are you making it so serious? He's uh, like a... He... Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, wait. Let me go for Liam Neeson. Let me okay. go for Liam Neeson. <clears throat> I defeated a... a, a, a I defeated with nothing but my wits in a Series 7 deatomizer. Am I getting better? That sounds like Liam Neeson. I think man. you should just stop. <laughs> yeah, you should I just defeated, stop. I defeated it with my... I'll find you and I will kill you. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Thought, Enough I, of this. Um, <laughs> if you don't stop, Jurassic, me, I'm just gonna, not here. I'm just gonna keep going. Okay. I'll I, uh, find you. Yeah, you're I'll not. Kill you. 
I defeated them with nothing but my wits. I defeated them with nothing but my wits. Start serious. I guess he's a little bit more nasally, right? I, I, defeat, defeat, I defeated him with nothing but yeah, my wits. Yeah, that's, that's Liam. That's mo- closer to Liam Neeson. <laughs> I defeated them with nothing but my wits and a series seven deatomizer. And a series seven, seven deatomizer. Right? With nothing but my wits. And a- <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's do this for 47 no, minutes. Stop it. You're, <laughs> why? Okay. For those of you who are listening for the first time and haven't turned up, off the podcast yet, <laughs> we are. A film review podcast. Yes. We review films of leading black actors. That's right. We talk about them in the context of race. Yeah, tell them what's going on. And diversity. That's right. In Hollywood. Yeah, entertainment. Okay. Um, Jarrah says more stuff. It's a no, little that's bit, the, that was a about right. Closer. And today we are reviewing the film Men in Black International, the fourth film in the series. Yes. This one has no Will Smith. Well, you know what? No Tommy Lee Jones. No, the, no hold on. We see him in an oil painting. Whip over to an oil painting. Okay, what did I just say? This movie has no Will Smith. No, we see them in an oil painting. No Tommy Lee Jones. I think that means they're in it. You know? No, they're not in it. Their likeness is in it. This movie has no Rip Torn, R.I.P. No Rip Torn, R.I.P. But, but, um. No Tony Shalhoub. No, no wait. Tony Shalhoub. Is Tony Shalhoub in it? No, no, no he's not. not at all. Oh my gosh, you don't remember it. No, I know. I we I was just, just watched this. Movie. I was just making sure he didn't. He didn't play a voice for somebody like. Oh, he could have, I guess. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think he did. Um, now Frank the Pug is back. Frank the Pug is back. Uh, the Worm Guys are back. Worm Guys are back. Um, but not really back. They're just they make oh, cameos. Back. Emma. Emma. Emma Thompson's back. She was in the, th- uh, she was in the third one, yeah. But for like a hot second, right? I think she was the Rip Torn in that. Oh, she was? Yeah. I forgot about that. I feel like that's why, spoiler Legit? alert. Legit? Okay, spoiler alert. I feel like that's why, spoiler alert, they sent her back to the U.S. at the end. Because if they wanted to make more movies, they would want to keep Emma You're Thompson. You're right. She's in Men in Black 3. Uh, I legit yeah. forgot about Men in Black 3. Uh, we reviewed Men in Black 2 recently. Uh, here's the thing. You know, just to get this out of the way, yeah. I, like I, I, I don't like any Men in Black sequel. I haven't liked a Men in Black sequel. Sure, um, but Men in Black is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Now this movie, now this we movie that. is probably going to make the least amount of money of all of them. Yes, yes. So they're uh, not going to make any more of these movies. This is the end of the Men in Black. Franchise. I, I would be surprised. This I was one hundred percent the end of the Men in Black franchise. I mean, what I read was the I Thursday know, night showing. The Thursday night showing of Who is this Men in Black. Who are you? No, what? I'm just Men in Black <laughs> made less than um, Dark Phoenix. Wow, that's how little it made. Wow. Wait. No. So, Gerard, really important question. Yeah. What's your Liam Neeson impression? <laughs> okay. Wait. 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 <laughs> Probably going to be way better than mine. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. no. I, my, try, I just did a bunch of terrible. Go ahead. I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think. Of, what's? I, I really am only thinking of uh, Taken. Taken, of course. Uh, uh, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, wait. You put me on the spot, you put me on the spot. <laughs> I have a set of... No, yeah, hell yeah. No, you already... This is your, you're wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I got a certain set of skills. What is he saying, that damn thing? I have a particular set of skills. And if you hurt my daughter, anyway, I will find you. Uh, he's so rat... It's like, <laughs> it's a graggle. It's like, it's like, it's so hard to describe his voice. Yes. And it's so funny seeing him do all these action movies, knowing, like, before he was, like, such a prestige... Like Schindler's List, like prestige actor. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not anymore, but it's like, wow. 
All right. Uh, look. But yeah, but this is made no money. This movie, this movie is gonna probably make uh, about twenty five million opening weekend. Yeah. It, it made three point one million dollars in in the previews and Thursday night previews. We're recording this on a Friday, so we don't know how much money it's gonna make. But uh, it's not looking good. The, the Men in Black the, franchise is going down in flames for sure. Uh, even I bet internationally it's not gonna do too well. I mean. The the Rotten Tomatoes has it at twenty five percent right now. I, I mean, I don't understand why they didn't just do the thing that was supposed to happen. The, the twenty one Jump, Jump Street crossover, crossover. like that would have saved. That have been good. I mean, twenty one Jump Street was so long ago too. That. Like this all would have been. But to me, you would have had something. You would have had something that people would have been curious to see. Right. It's yeah. like I don't know if it would have worked, but I know I like twenty one Jump Street and twenty two Jump Street. This film stars Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth, who t- who were considered a duo within Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Even though they weren't fully in that movie together and also Thor had the Hulk in that film as well. Right. I do think as as much as I like Thor Ragnarok and I like it a lot, I do feel like their team up was a little bit overreported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As cuz if you watch that movie again, it's not like no. It's not like the movie's about those two people. Right. No, and they're trying yeah. to do, they're definitely trying to do like a callback to that. Yeah, but the thing character. is so funny because it's, it, it's not even, their team up isn't even close because literally his team up probably is with Loki and Hulk yeah. split with her in the mix. For you sure. know what I mean? Right. Now this movie sure. costs $110 million to make. Damn, they ain't making uh, none of that. The special effects looks good though. They ain't making none of that back. It's black director, F. Gary Gray. F. Gary, F. Gary Gray. Gray. I mean, it was a big deal for him to get this gig. I'm going to be real. Y'all doing initial thoughts yet? No. no we've we been dancing to... around stuff. And yeah. Listen, we've been be talking real. about the uh, fatigue <laughs> of the franchise. Let me be real. Let me be real. Okay. Let me be real. No, it's not even initial thoughts. I, this, this episode is a hard episode because this episode is about people that we want to work with in the future. That we hope to work with in the future. At least I speak for myself. Artistically, I respect everything they do, but know, this, but that this, we like, that we we think we think highly of. I mean, we've sat on this on this podcast before and praised uh, movies that Tessa Thompson's been in, and praised movies that F. Gary Gray has, has done. Directed, F. Yeah. Gary Gray is the man. Director, uh, just for people who who may not know, and they're listening, he directed Straight Out of Compton. Straight Out of Compton. He directed Friday. Uh, he, yeah, he yep. directed the Italian job. The Italian job. Uh, he directed. He directed yeah. the Negotiator, which we oh, yes. reviewed, which I and mm-hmm. I love, and set it off, and yep. set it off, of course. Um, and also, apparently, I I know this. He directed the Fate of the Furious. Yes. Wow. Did, did not you know? realize yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, wow. we must have talked about it. Yeah, we, we had did. to have talked wow. about it because we reviewed yeah. that film too. We I remember the movie ending and it being like directed by F. Gary Gray. I was like, that's right. He also directed Be Cool, which I like. He directed a lot of Be Cool, a lot of films that we. I love. Be it's cool. all right. Be Cool is fun. Fine, you don't you know. Have to like you it. know what it was? He's it, directed a lot of films that we've covered. We direct. We've. This is. Let's see. We did one, two, three, four of his films already. Yeah. Look. look this, this is what I just wanted to say. I think. All right. Go ahead. Is that this is a tricky predicament where we're reviewing a movie of people that we respect and again we want to work with and this again I don't know your initial thoughts yet I feel like it's very clear that we're all about to just shit on this movie (laughs) no but it's the thing by the lead up you haven't even fully said but it's the thing the thing that's tricky is that we can't respect like we love we have exalted these people on we enjoy them well I don't know this is my thing I am conflicted because I don't know what to do because this is something where like normally I would be like, 
I would go in. I would. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say the fans that we can't do that, but I do mm-hmm. think there's a responsibility now to like, okay, <laughs> how do we do this for our particular you know, future? Sometimes we gotta protect ourselves. Like all right, screw okay, it, man. Sure you I mean. Screw it. I screw it. I do it. You had to say. Screw it. I, I do it. Fuck what y'all think. That's all I'm, you had to say. To what y'all want to hear? What I, right. what I what I got to say. Does it make you feel any better that two white men wrote this? Does that help? Oh yeah, fuck those dudes. Yo, fuck, hold <laughs> on, <are they? laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Calm down, James. Calm down, brother. You just she's You went from zero to fifty. <laughs> uh, Matt Hollow Holloway and Art Markham Markham. Art Markham wrote uh, Transformers The Last Night. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. The animated movie? I'm sorry. Are you saying that with a straight face? Transformers 5 is one of the better Transformers movies. Which one was that? All right. The Uh, Last Night, baby. Oh, man. (laughs) Brother. He wrote wrote Punisher Warzone. And he wrote Iron Man. Oh, wow. That's the first one. Yep. I like the first one a lot. You just named. I don't know. I He's didn't a see Punisher. He's a, wait. Hold on one second. Oh yeah. He Damn. A lot of people. A lot of people are credited as this. All one, right. Two. I three, rescind four. my fuck these guys. I rescind that. Yeah. They both did. So I think they both wrote all those movies together. I like. I like, I like this team. I like some of the stuff that they've done. I mean, trans- okay. Sure. All right. Yeah. Fine. I'm ready. Let's do this with us. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you got more. No. To say. Go ahead. No, this is my this is awesome. Okay, I'm gonna be real. I did not enjoy this movie. Okay. Um, I and, and the thing is, you know what it is? It's not to say that, like, it, this is me trying to save face, but almost not really. It's like, I do think F. Gray Gray did a good job. Like, um, uh, I think he did a good job. Um, whereas, like, the, the special effects look good. Like, uh, it felt like he the pacing was well. I just think the script was insane. It's like, first right. off, they had... Chris Hemworth be like this the, this MIB agent who was just so silly. It felt like, again, everyone keeps trying to do the 21 Jump Street thing, like making things kind of slapsticky when it doesn't need to be. And I do think, and, you know, Tessa Thompson is really good. I just think she may not have been the right person for this particular part um, just because I, I think she has really good sensibilities in other, in other ways. But this did not, the script and what was happening did not, lead to her success and I don't think Chris Hemsworth's character was really good so like we were really watching this movie just to see them play off each other but for the first 20 25 minutes they weren't even together so I'm like yeah well so yeah I didn't enjoy it but I respect everyone in it okay James I gotta go next I um I didn't like it uh I really it I respected their uh tonally trying to capture the spirit of men in black like the score is damn near the same like didn't even change it like, yeah they really tried it's to... the same score it's not like a co- yeah um oh was it not uh, just the same score there are there's, there's clearly similar. some new they're like there are some new i wouldn't uh, be surprised if it was a different music for sure but they definitely like bring back a lot of the original thing obviously because it sounds like this like you said you felt like it was the same oh yeah i didn't realize um, so I like that. Um, I definitely feel like there are some things that they got right. Like there's some comedic moments that really feel like like old school men in black. But then there's a, a whole lot that they just got wrong. <laughs> like and there is 
some of the action sequences are so fun, and then the moments leading up to them are so boring. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, um, it was Danny Elfman on on this too. Well, it's two of them. It it has uh, IMDb has Chris Bacon and Danny Elfman. Okay, but yeah, because well, I because all of that, because all of the was original Danny, stuff was Danny. Yeah, Elfman, so, so I feel like maybe it was just Chris Bacon and Danny Elfman. It was like his original stuff, right? I don't know. I have no um, idea. So, yeah. So, I mean, there was, like, a lot of really nice... Like, for the for the first, like, 20 minutes, I, I was, like, laughing and nodding at the, like, the stuff that was, like, that feels very Men in Black. But they... It yeah. was a lot... It felt like a lot of, like, fan service of, like, okay, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this, so we'll do this. Much. Yeah. Um, just for those people who, like, are looking forward to that. But, like, without any of the... the, the like, watching... Watching Will Smith like experience all this stuff for the first time, there's just so much happening for him that you feel as an audience member, and it was just abs- very absent from from this movie, and I think that that hurt it. And then like the the team up of Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith is so important. They're so um, uh, like from uh, another world than each other that like putting them together is so fun <clears throat> to watch, and like their struggle to get close together is so fun to watch. And but this didn't quite have that for for uh, for a lot of reasons that we'll talk about when we when we get into it. Um, so I I had issues with that mostly mostly story stuff. Um, I thought it looked great. Um, I thought there were a lot of funny moments, but the, particularly the beginning story stuff just fell really flat for me. Uh oh. I don't know how to say. I don't know how to talk about this movie in in a way that feels that like. I'm trying to be super respectful, but I'm also trying to be honest. And the reality is the this I think the casting of this movie is a detriment to the to the film. I don't think that I don't think that the <clears throat> screenplay was particularly great. I don't think it was particularly bad either. I want to kind of put that out there like the film just for what they're trying to do with the sequel cuz I don't like Men in Black 2. I do not like Men in Black 3 and the cat and like that's like the same cast and I still don't like those movies. And it's because I think the screenplay is not great. So I actually think with that cast, with this screenplay, it would have felt like, okay. It wouldn't have felt great, but the it would movie, like, it would have been kind of fun with Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. It would have been kind of yeah, fun. Yeah. And it would have felt like if that move, if this movie was men in black two with the mm-hmm. same cast, I think I'd have been like, Oh, the sequel's a step down, but it's like, you know, you know, yeah. it was like enjoyable. You know, I don't try and think you wouldn't it. have seen you would not have seen Men in Black 3 if I probably I would. I don't think I, well, I you, saw Men in Black 2 and Men in Black 3 anyway. And those movies were bad. So I don't yeah. know. I would have seen Men in Black 3, but I just like Men in Black. I wouldn't have been excited. I wasn't excited for Men in Black 3 when it came out, even though I saw it. And then I remember thinking Men in Black 3 was better than 2, but it still wasn't Same. great. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? And so this movie in the terms of that kind of thing, I think like Men in Black international is kind of like men in black three except i think the screenplay for this movie while like not being the greatest wasn't so bad like there were some you know so here's some spoiler like just some like spoilers like there were some things that were happening that were that genuinely surprised me you know yeah Uh, it was surprising that the people who we thought were bad wound up not being bad i didn't know that was going to happen yeah it's it didn't surprise me surprise me who the mole was but i thought they did a pretty good job of like masking it so it wasn't super super obvious because the reality is if the mole wound up being if chris hemsworth wound up being the hive i wouldn't have been super surprised if 
the other dude was part of the hive, I would have been super surprised. I knew they were kind of like, I kind of knew it wasn't the other dude just because it was like, it, it was seemed like, like they very obviously they, not him. They were very obviously trying to make it seem like it was him. And you're yeah. like, okay, it's probably not him. It's probably either Liam Neeson or Chris Hemsworth. And, it, and, and, and I, and I kind of, my guess was Liam Neeson, but I liked what they were doing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Me too. Also, you know, the little, the callback with the little creature I didn't. I don't know why I didn't recognize that that creature was the thing. Like it was the same colors, but I didn't recognize it until she said it. Until she was like, "Wait a minute, uh, whatever the race was." Oh, and I was like, "Oh, snap. I was waiting for that." Did you know it when you first yeah. saw him that it was him? Did you too? I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I just didn't was waiting. I was just waiting for. I knew it was going to come back, yeah. but I didn't know. Yeah, it was I didn't that, know it was him. that him. And I so I thought that was pretty. I thought like that was pretty good. Yeah. You know, and it was a funny moment of like, what did you say to me that first time? He's like, I said I would kill anything, and if in the most horrible way, like I'll kill one person. And I was like, that's a funny joke. Like yeah. that was a legitimately funny joke. There were some legitimately funny jokes in this. And then yeah. what was the last thing that was like? There was another little. Surprise! Oh, just the new that he was neuralized. That that was the thing that was messed up. That was cool. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't like when they did it. That was cool. When she was like, "Wait," she was like, "How did you defeat him again?" When she said that was when I went, "Oh snap!" He was neuralized. Yeah. And then I was like, "How did I not realize that?" Like it was so. And they said it. So there were some things that were laid out in the script that I was like, "Oh, this is like pretty good," but the reason it feels like it doesn't work, and this is partially a script problem and partially a casting problem, is like, guys, like. And I, I want to work with this casting director. I can't do any of them. But my thing is just like, think about the original movie. In the original movie, you have uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Will veteran. Smith. Okay. Yep. Tommy, Lee, Tommy Lee Jones, as, as a character, is a veteran. He's on the verge of retirement. We yeah. start with him with his, other, with his partner who's older yeah. than he is. You know what I mean, and that dude retires, yeah. and then it, and, and then it has a nice character. And the arc. stakes of that are so if they feel very real, yeah, um, yeah, right. And then and so you have and he's like straight laced. He's by the book, straight laced by the book, no nonsense. You know, very confident. Uh, but then you have this other kid who's like new, supposed to be new, flashy, doesn't do things by the book. You mm. know, but will but has so much passion. Will get will like do anything to get the job done and then we see we see that encapsulated with will smith running after a, a person who winds up being an alien mm-hmm. yeah but he like even the alien stuff doesn't throw him off he's because he's still gonna do his thing you know he has, outsmarts him and does all this stuff so very cool and they're like oh i like this guy right but there's a clash between their personalities which is so funny throughout the movie but the other thing in terms of casting tommy lee june jones even at this point is a very well respected actor yeah a veteran actor who is capable who is capable of doing comedy but is incredible at drama right mm-hmm. and then you have will smith who is also capable of doing drama but is incredible at comedy now as much as i would again as much as respect that i have for both of these actors we do not have an equal pairing of this because one neither of them are considered veterans you know what i mean Tessa Thompson, who's who's now the straight-laced person, even though she's in the rookie position, mm-hmm. as much as like I've liked her and the things she's casting, I won't, I wouldn't, I can't, you can't let necessarily she's not yet at the Oscar caliber. You know what I mean? She still has some mm-hmm. some more years to put in. Right. And she's not, and like Chris Hemsworth, as funny as he can be, he's not a super skilled comedian. No, right. but also because he's done yeah. one role that's really funny. 
Yeah. yeah, but also the problem, I think, and I think all the men in black have had this problem after the first one, is that because Will Smith became so funny in the first one, it lost the groundedness of it. So two yes. things so so two things happened yes. to me, like what you don't see. And I think the third one was trying. I think the villain is a big deal. Like in Men in Black, the stakes were so heavy, it's because Edgar was terrifying. Right. Edgar was terrifying. You know what I'm saying? Also, Edgar was legit going around just killing people, dog. Like legit, I think he shoves someone in the fridge he at flipped, one point. He yeah, he breaks a guy in half. Yeah, like right. and we it, just like see him broken in half. Right. So and to me it's like everyone at that point, no matter how many jokes Will Smith has, the weight of the situation is always there. Yeah. Even, like period. Even Vincent D'Onofrio, who did Edgar, there were funny moments. Like the f- opening scene with him like asking for more water and mm-hmm. like pulling up his face. Like that stuff is funny. Yeah. But it's also scary at the yeah. same time. It's terrifying because yeah. you realize he's an alien, he doesn't get it. Whereas this movie, what made it so difficult is that everyone is joking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even, so much so I think Tessa Thompson's character was a little bit more grounded. But to me, at that point, I was confused on <laughs> who they wanted the comedy to come from. Yes, like who yes. who was supposed to do what? You know what I mean? Because at a certain point, 100%. she was the... So this is the thing. When she becomes, at the very top, when she becomes a man in black, and just, just to skip ahead. Um, so or even before. But this is the thing. She be, she's supposed to be the cocky one, right? She's supposed to be the cocky one. I figured it out. Because think about it. She, she's figured it yeah, out. Yeah. She's the cocky one, right? Cool. If she's the cocky one, let her be the cocky one. The problem is, Chris Hemsworth is also the cocky one. And way mm-hmm. more cocky. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is the problem I had with oh my god. This is the problem I had with the the Ghostbusters reboot because I was like everybody wanted to do the fun thing where I'm like, I, right? Someone has to do the straight person thing. One person has to be the crazy person, but like no one wanted. Everyone wanted to have fun. Where I was like, I can't yeah. tell who. I I don't know. I don't have a I. You guys know this. I don't have a barometer for that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it mm-hmm. in Ghostbusters, and I also didn't notice that in this. But you you breaking it down this way, I totally, I definitely see that they're both cocky, and so they're butting heads that way. But she's cocky until he comes. My thing is, she's mad cocky. Like even when she's talking to O, um, when she's like, "Yo, I'm the best one here," blah blah blah. Like she even when she's seeing her guns, check please. Like she's cocky until but, she teams up with. But it him. doesn't feel. Here's the the thing that I didn't like about it is that it seemed like they were trying to imbue certain Will Smith isms into her. Where it doesn't feel na- it doesn't even feel natural to Tessa Thompson, but it also doesn't feel natural to the character because it's like, is she supposed to be super cocky like that? Like the whole first of all, as much as I liked the callback to the beginning thing, the beginning doesn't set up this person's character. No, it's just a rehash of Will Smith. In a it different way. It doesn't set up her character. Like it's just like it's just her as a little girl, like seeing her uh seeing like seeing the men in black. You know, seeing an alien, not getting neuralized, and then she's like, she does a kind thing, which is nice, but it felt like just a kid thing, and it wasn't something. It's not like that character trait that we saw of her as a kid mm-hmm. carried over into the movie. It didn't. It didn't right. at all. It had nothing to do with her success. And then it was just like all of a sudden we get we like see her in the future. She's super smart. Yeah, she knows how to hack into things. She's so good that she's like she can get into any agency and then this is supposed to be funny that she's like applying to the agencies and she's like trying to be like you know yeah, the, other, the the other. I want where the can, aliens can at the it- and they're like oh she's crazy and I'm just like first of all it doesn't feel realistic to me that she would think that in the application process they're going to tell her about this thing even if they knew about right. it it's like wouldn't you be co- and it what what really annoyed me was like 
in the first Men in Black movie, during the whole, during Will Smith, like, like you know, um, uh, doing the trials or whatever, you know, he was with a bunch of people who were high leads of the military, FBI, CIA, yeah. meaning if she just entered that program, it's possible they would have recruited right. her and anyway. That's what I thought that they were going to do. Like, I thought that, like, she was going to be, like, in the FBI for a bit. And then they were going to find her. And that would have made more sense. Yeah. And and my, and the other issue that I had in this in line with this is we see all of that from her. But then the second she gets into MIB, she's pretty much just second fiddle to Chris Hemsworth. Doesn't get to doesn't actually get to demonstrate any of that. Like there, there are moments where she like detects things. Like she'd be yeah. like, oh, I saw, I saw a, a thing, but we never get to see like, and like why she does that whole thing where she like, it's like, I'm actually fluent in such and such languages and I can do that. Da, 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 da. And I, based off of the person that we saw her be before she got in, I believed that to be true. Like there's yeah, no but reason she lied about, but that. that was a lie, but there's no reason that that should have been a lie. You know what I mean? I didn't understand <laughs> yeah. it. Like, it, it, it felt like you, you know what this is. And I think this is one of those situations where like. Now that you're telling me this is written by two men, it was like, I, I think for me, for instance, I feel like at one point this was two men and somebody was like, hey, this should be a woman. And they're like, oh, this should be a woman of color. And then they had to go back in and just add little lines of like, she likes them now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it felt, you know what it was? It just the felt, women in black. It felt tweaked. Oh my God. It felt tweaked. You know what I mean? It felt like, and it didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel like a woman wrote this script and was like, yeah, I'm going to write a movie and it's going to be like one of the agents will be a woman and be the lead. Like it didn't feel like that because it felt like if it was like that, I'm pretty sure Tessa would have had the fun stuff and Chris wouldn't have. I'm telling you, dog, like the moment she goes to his desk and they go out that night, all of that cockiness is gone. It's like all of that cockiness is gone. Chris is still the one that's like the rebel badass one or whatever. She becomes more straight laced. And then not only that, but a lot of comedy is mine from Kumal. I say it's Kumal, right? Yes. Like a lot of, like once he shows up. 100%. And that's the first mission. The mo- not the first mission, but once they go there, it's like he's there the entire time giving yeah. you jokes. And the first, you know what I mean? And the first, it might be, isn't like that. The comedy comes from this relationship and from, yeah. like, and from like this sort the of odd fish couple. out of water kind of, kind of yeah, thing. Pug is but like, Frank the Pug is in one scene. Yeah. Maybe two. But then for, immediately in the second one, they're like, cool, Frank the Pug. <laughs> two hours of Frank the Pug, right? Like yeah. they just immediately tried to do that. They also did the, they also did this thing with undercutting Will Smith in the second one as well. They were like, okay, he can't. We can't have him now know stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has to now, the second time Lee Jones comes back, he has to be second fiddle, which is, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't feel genuine. It felt like, and it's difficult because every time I look at it, I love these actors, dog. Like, I love these actors. It's just like, this wasn't it. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me... 
we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eat something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, a, a, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin' Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin' app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin' is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. So, you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with. When you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl though, sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Priceline presents, go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like I just, this. And, and also, and here's the thing. Oh man, never mind. I can't say that. It's hard. It's hard. It's just that Chris Hemsworth has so much like charisma. He does the thing that he does so well, so well that I'm like, Tessa Thompson has a little bit more versatility, but like she doesn't have like a thing. You know what I mean? It's not like you don't think Tessa Thompson, you're like, oh, she's doing her thing. And so to put somebody who's not a comedian into into a movie that like, was written so much for the comedy, yeah. more so than the realism of it. And then, like, have her play, like, sometimes play the voice of reason, sometimes be the cocky yeah. one. 
Like it just made it. It just made it like yeah. like. It but was, I don't know. Just, I, like, I, a new pitch. I, I just. Oh, go ahead. It's yeah, tough please, because you're going against Chris Hemsworth, who is like just hit. doing his thing. And even though I recognize the movie's not good, I still am like, oh, but Chris Hemsworth is really fun, and Kumail's doing his thing too. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like the, that yeah. character doesn't make any sense in the I, movie, but he's still funny because he's doing yeah. his comedic thing. I got a pitch for the update. This is the movie they wanted right. to make. All right. So back in the day, it was like the the, the straight lace cop, rookie. Fast talking black cop, right? What they needed to do is they needed to be Chris Hemsworth is one of the good, like, not, and again, this is not saying he's sexist on purpose, but what it should have been, it should have been like this dude who, like, doesn't want a partner, doesn't want a woman as his partner. You know what I'm saying? I, like, you know what? I got it. Never needed a partner. Tessa Thompson comes in, super versed in everything, the best in the class proud you know what i mean because my thing is there's no conflict like between no, the two of them there's no conflict so now all of a sudden no, this person who none, doesn't want a woman and, partner ugh. and a woman who's like i don't need this motherfucker. like now it's like we have conflict now we have now we can see like some of his old ways versus like what she can do it and we can do a thing her, first, yeah their team up in the movie the the reason that they're it's like if it felt like the laziest that I, I it literally the reason they're together wildly lazy the reason they're together is because she 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 has she gets sent to MIB International, which by the way still doesn't make sense because at the end of the movie she's like, Oh, I knew something was and I wanted to send you because you're really smart. And I was like, What? A provisional yeah, there's no information. A provisional agent? Yeah. But but also yeah, one that and then two, with no information, just with no information up. You just thought ellipses? she was gonna like what follow, she was gonna follow up like on just discover this whole thing by herself? How? Yeah. Okay. And then so she gets there. And we have this scene where an alien, a, a woman alien is like with mind control is like slowing Chris Hemsworth down to like make him walk by really sexy. And Tessa Thompson, I still don't know to this day whether her character romantically is interested. I don't know. And Chris Hemsworth no, or not. Is. They, definitely, they fuck at the end of the movie. They definitely do. They fly off in that in that in that. There is car, no. They, they don't. But, but you don't it know. It felt like the movie was like was like. I guess we shouldn't say this, but they like put it in there anyway. So it was yeah. like the most watered down version of that. And then she literally is just looking at him, and then she just goes and she's like, "I should be on your case." First of all, I was like, "She wasn't partnered." Up. Yeah. So I. So that was. This is what I wanted to. This is what I was gonna say. Was just I. I. I understand that you guys had an issue with with the casting of this movie. I didn't have a problem with the casting of this movie. I I I thought that the actors themselves did fine, but shit like that like made no like the the characters made no sense. Both both of them, right? Yeah, like yeah. we're supposed to think something is off with Chris Hemsworth, right? Because he's his behavior is bizarre mm-hmm. and, and erratic, but he's some he's some hero. But then from scene to scene it didn't make like I couldn't tell in that first scene if he was just not doing his job or if he was actually on a case for MIB or like what like and that was not explained what it that felt what like that he was on a case uh, yeah but but i mean the, thing, the whole what? thing the whole <laughs> like, thing about the movie is what it, was that well, scene? Well, i guess what i don't know is like what is he what was he like before the the neuralizer we will never know right because it wasn't but why in the, the neuralizer change him then, like that though and then she and then right <laughs> because well well i think the reason that it, i think the reason is his career defining moment is something that he has no actual memory of because he didn't so actually he, do anything because he didn't do anything so he's not he's building off of a uh, his what makes him him 
you know, in MIB anyway. Uh, actually, that makes sense. No, yeah, that felt that felt. And so the reason they, he changed yeah. is because he probably wasn't that great of an agent before, and right. then he was told that he saved the world. And because he was told he saved the world, he became this like really pompous, cocky dude who felt like he was the best agent. Nothing but his wits. But he actually wasn't a good, he actually was never a good agent was actually not that, not that bright, I guess. Right. That's the whole idea. Definitely not the top dude, you know, Yeah. (laughs) but he now had to like exist as the top dude. Because people are like, he's not the top dude. Like why? Okay, that kind of makes sense. And then, and then I just the thing that you were talking about before I before I started talking about this was I I really hated that they the thing that brought them together was something as thin as that, but could have been bigger because we did establish that like she like, divo- she was like I have no life like my life has been finding out aliens. You know? I don't like that. She, I don't. I honestly don't like that. Her whole thing was wanting to be a man in black. Because she saw them when she was a kid. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense. It makes way more sense to me that she wanted to know about aliens or whatever and was, like, figuring out. Like, what if she just figured out what was happening apart from the men in black? And they were like, holy crap. She's, like, cracking our case for us. And she doesn't even know. Yeah, yeah. She, like, doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also don't it's just like... such a weird thing that she, like, tried to find the yeah. men in black. And, like, I don't know. Like, what, what, what purpose did that yeah. serve? Yeah. I don't know. I just don't like what movies. Because I feel like I've talked about this before. Like the whole thing was oh is like uh oh she's she's told this twice. Like they bring up the fact that she has no love life. You know what I mean? Because yeah, the reason for up, that yeah. bring it up a few times. And I'm like, there's something about it where I'm like, I don't know why when it's a lead woman character to make her tougher than everyone else, she can't fall in love and can't have a love life. Yeah. Whereas like a man, a man, if, if it comes up, it's like, ah, oh, man, he's a, like, it, it's, it's handled differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's they like, don't even, they do not address it in the first Men in Black. And they only bring it up in the second Men in Black because of the Rosario Dawson character. Yeah. But, but it's the, not even, it, but, it's but in the first, but, but in the first one, no, but this is my thing. In the first one, Will hits on that doctor the entire movie. Oh, that's right. The he entire a, movie. Libido, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, like it's, and it's not, it's just weird because I feel like there's been a bunch of movies. Like, I've watched, I feel like I talked about this a few times. Like, even when I think about Star Wars, it's like, oh, I thought Big Love was going to be between right, uh, Ray and Finn. But all of a sudden, like. You know what's supposed to. They just fucked that up. But, but my thing is, like, it's just a weird thing where it's like, why can't, it takes the human, it takes a human out of her to me. Right. It's like, you just, you just now made her a caricature of somebody that you want. You made her like, uh, what is that called? What's that character called? Like the. The the good at everything the like um Ray is one no no it's usually it's used that's for a black person before women usually it's a uh, um I look it up well yeah. so yes but then but then also to that to that end is you know that was her life before Men in Black she just didn't pursue anything but then I think we're supposed to believe that like she's not blind you know she like goes up to Chris Hemsworth and she's like oh okay I'm gonna work with him you know what I mean like. But just because she think, thinks he's attractive. Yeah. So I don't. So I don't think. I don't think that they were trying <laughs> so to do. Dumb. I know it. Just, it just. It's, I think it's just poorly executed. I don't think that they <laughs> like, were trying to do that. That's literally how they get paired up. Is like she <laughs> thinks he's attractive, and then she just walks up to him and she's like, "I think I should be your partner." Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> what? Mary Sue. That's what it's called. Ah, uh, yes. We Mary were talking Sue. about this, right? Okay. Because because to me, right. what they do to her in this movie is like again, 
She's the best at computers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like out of nowhere. Like she literally gets a job at the FBI, like CIA. Right. And then doesn't work at any of them for no ends reason. Ends up working just back at a computer center, right? And my thing is I'm fine with that, Why? but there's just a thing of like, I don't, and maybe it's just me, but like, I just feel like every time we have a super tough woman, like the thing Wonder Woman did that was really well is that one woman was able to own everything. Like she was able to own her strength, her intelligence and her sexuality, right? right? Like hooked up with Chris Pine and kept it moving. You know what I'm saying? It right. wasn't, it didn't dampen her brains didn't dampen her strength. But yeah. sometimes in these movies, it's like, oh, wait. So you're just saying like that? Is that supposed to be a weakness? I know. I agree. Because if she's that dope, like that, it won't matter. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You wouldn't do that to the dude. Right. Exactly. I, the So the other thing, okay, just real quick, because we don't have like too much time, but like, we're done. <laughs> Lay Twins was the, Lay, Lay Twins oh, was, my the, gosh, was the villains, right? Now, here's the thing. When I saw the trailer, they were the actually the only thing that I was excited about because yeah. I, I, I just think they're such incredible dancers. Yeah. They're like so cool. And I was like, there is a way it's like, if they don't speak and just, they just are doing really cool movements. There's a way that they can be super menacing. Now, what I didn't know was that they would be CGI half the time we saw them. Right. Um, and then like, <laughs> I think the scene that's so like the epitome of, of, of misuse, <laughs> the misuse of like, people <laughs> is like, they have a scene in which they dance. Now, oh. it doesn't make any sense why they're dancing. D- why, like, dog? They literally just you know, start dancing. There, you know what I mean? They're at the club. They're and then both club, don't dance. And they literally <laughs> only one dance. They literally start dancing. And I was like, and I was like, okay. Now I understand that you had to get a. It's like you have late twins. You wanna you wanna get them to dance. Now you could have freaking came up with something to make make it make sense. You didn't. But then, on top of them forcing them to dance. They took the footage and sped it up yeah, to make it look like they were moving even faster than they do in real life. And I'm like, first of all, they move so fast in real life and it's incredible. Yeah. Then you took the one thing that I want to see is just them dancing and then you're screwed with the footage. Yeah, it's also like what? it's it's also yeah. bizarre what? that they dance in that scene because they're trying to be covert, right? Like they're trying to not be Bruh, seen. No they're about to do makes a thing no that if anyone saw them do it. They would be attacked, you know. If also, anyone this had is my other thing. Stop them. But. You have the two guys who can dance. If you want to see them move like that, I thought they were going to incorporate it into their dancing. I mean, oh, to their fighting, fighting. To their fighting. That's what I thought. I was like, That's oh, they're thought. fight. They won't be able to hit them because they're going to be doing exactly. But, uh, but also, this is the other part. I don't think we even addressed yet. We learned for a hot second that they are not the bad guys. They've been murdered, and it's never addressed. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only that. Play. It's like their their homeworld was being attacked. Yeah, we don't know about their homeworld, and then. There was like this. Uh, there's several genocides happen in this film. Yeah, yeah. The other, the other race that Kumal's a part of. Yeah, they, all of them they're, die. They're all killed. All the queen is dead. All of them are dead. Yeah, and they well, we never, don't know and they don't even, and then they use it as a joke. Like they're like, I don't know. Like, should we hear this like guy out? Should we let him kill himself? I was like, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. I was like, what is happening? Also, what pissed me off is that this dude has a gun that like is a real gun. And then anytime he we need him to be helpful, he doesn't, he use, doesn't the use the gun until yeah. the very end. And yeah, then he yeah, uses yeah. it again. And I was like, where was this gun <laughs> where was, the whole time? Where was the rocket? Where was the yeah, rocket where pack? Where was the rocket? Where was the rocket pack? <laughs> because the whole time. Where the rocket pack? Because he's like moment running when he's around. Like, flying in the air and they're like he's like help me and it's like just use your why would you not use the rocket you have pack a rocket just you're fine why not <laughs> use the jetpack you got the jetpack all of a sudden he literally at the end of the movie he ends up with a jetpack and two, two grappling guns. hooks 
too. I'm like, you had this the whole time, and yet yeah. there's a moment where you're on the person's shoulder, and then you like hit him with a sword. You could have popped her with the freaking gun. Also, um, he's that strong. He was that strong. Yeah. To, she's being pulled down a wormhole. My man, his rocket is that strong? Yeah, bro. Come on, bro. I right will say this. At the right time, I was saying it. I will say this. The only thing this uh. movie didn't do. <laughs> I thought I was going to get very annoyed by um, Kumal, and I was probably he I was enjoyed I enjoyed him a lot. He was definitely one of the best parts. I enjoyed him if so not much. The best part of the movie. He might have been honestly. I was like, I liked Homegirl. Um, he was funny. What's Homegirl from? Uh, she's from other things, but the thing that I just now had a flash that I realized I knew her from was uh, she plays the opera singer in uh, Greatest Showman, the vil- the the four armed. Uh, oh, was, oh. She, was she the same woman from um, Mission Impossible? Uh, I want to say I want to say yes. She's the same. I just couldn't tell, but between um, the makeup, uh, yes, 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 that is. Her. I didn't know she was from the Greatest Showman. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. She, uh, she. I thought she was great. She showed up. I was like, all right, let's. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch two more hours of this. I would. <laughs> and the Rebecca fight scene, Ferguson. That fight, yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. Yes. Apologies. I oh, yeah. Her name. She was. She was in Miss um, in, Impossible uh, Rogue Nation. Um, and and then and also the one. Oh right, and then yeah, and the one. Um. Uh, I thought that her those scenes were fun. That's the thing. The thing is, like, so much of the, so many of the big set pieces were fun for me, and yeah. I en- I enjoyed watching them. And it just made me so mad that it took us so long to get there. Um, uh, I was excited. I was excited when the 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 little creature came back, and it was that guy. Um, that was really fun. I thought it was again. I thought there were good ideas. It was just tough because, and the thing is, I really don't think it was F. Gary Gray. You know what I mean? I think for the most part, it looked beautiful. Yeah. The pacing was... The action set pieces were great. The pacing I, I was okay with, it was just the script just felt like... I don't know, man. I, and it sucks because... It sucks because I do think this movie's going to do really bad. And it's like, this This was Tessa Thompson's first, like, co-lead lead. Like, big budget. A, wait, do we not consider Creed... Uh... I don't know, man. She ain't big budget. She ain't on, but my thing is, she ain't on the. It's tough. She is because to right. me, it's like when when that movie first came out, like she was in it, but that movie was marketed as Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Whereas this is marketed as Te- like if you look at the poster, yeah, is Tessa and the then is and it's Chris. So I'm like, this is her movie, you and know it's a mean? great property. Like this really could this could have relaunched the franchise. It if they it had it been or make it two women and be like, better. if you want to have the commentary, the commentary on like. Why is it called the Men in Black? Because the Bray you know just shaking his head. <laughs> have it be two women instead. Bray, I'm telling you, shaking his head. I'm telling you, there was this movie was always gonna fail. I, I don't. I well, just because, because the sequels, because no actual Men in Black sequel has been good. I'm just right? saying that's the, what you mean, right? I, the, just like it's. I'm not looking at this movie like, oh, if they only did X, Y, Z, it could have yeah. been. I just feel like from top to bottom, yeah. Like the cat, I just feel like the pairing of these two, the 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 story they try to tell, the way that the wrote the characters, like I thought Terminator was done after five. I thought that that was going to be the. I thought four was going to be the nail in the coffin. Then they were like, "Yeah, Salvation." Then was they were awful. like, "We're going to do five. and I was like, "Okay." And then I saw it, and I thought that was going to be it. Now they're going to do one more. I don't know. I just. And because Men in Black is so beloved, Wait, but what do you? I don't. Because do you, Men in Black is so beloved, I feel like had they just had the stars aligned but with this, the other movies you're talking, the other Terminator movies aren't good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they still, but they still, they are you talking the new? Is the new one five? Or they the new still one keep, six? Tr- they still keep trying. But I feel like none of them, 
none of them tank see, this. But but this is my thing though. When it comes to that, like the new one, I will see because the new one, the people who made the one that was good is back for this one. That's because here's the thing: uh, yeah. Terminator, Terminator Two was better than Terminator One. Right. Yeah. So but, this is what I'm saying: you get a couple back, right? But because Men in Black Two was bad and Three was bad, it's like this is the last. It's like right. you, how many bad ones are we gonna watch before we're like we're not watching any more movies that you keep making? Yeah. And then you didn't even bring back the original like. It's not like Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith can't act still. And so, like, you didn't even... It's like they didn't even want to be a part of this. They didn't even show up to do cameos. Yeah. Like, dude, I mean... Yeah. There is not... Like... (laughs) It's difficult because the tone... But also, this is the thing. Like, this movie has that tone where it's like... Like, uh, uh, the Baywatch. It's like, again... It is so playful. I can't take anything that's happening in it serious. Because no one else is. It's like... Again, the real tough part is, like... I think what Bray is saying, like the actors in the first Men in Black were so good and they played it so real. Even when funny things were happening, the reason the reason Edgar Axon from a water is funny is because he is playing it like this alien is like thirsty as hell. And the woman in it. You know that, you know that big ass cockroach. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, oh, he needs the situations are silly, but they're playing it like it's not. They also have way too much like CGI, and they've had that too. They've had that since Men in Black 2. It's just like the overuse of CGI in Men in Black movies is I can't. I I, I can't talk. Yeah, the first one has about mad practical effects. The, practical, yeah, baby. And, yeah, and I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. and yes, there is CGI in it, like the cockroach is CGI. Of course. You, yeah, you have. But the worm guys are not. They're puppets, you know? yeah. And they've been pretty much CGI for. And and the it's rest like you have a dude with like a with like an alien with like a thing on his face, and you're just like, that could have been a puppet. I, there's just so much stuff. It was like. And we talked about this with Men in so Black 2, cool. where they, they took little parts from the first one, and then they were like, oh, it'd be funny if we just do this, but more. Oh, I hate it. Okay. I hate it in this movie when the, the, the one of the best parts of the first Men in Black is when uh, Will Smith like pushes the, the little ball. Red ball. Oh, no, little, not the little, little red button. When he put, they, oh my God, the little red button. When he pushes the ball, and then the ball... <laughs> They're like, don't touch that. And the ball like goes through yeah. all of it might be. And he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, he's so uh, it's crazy that he fucked up so badly. And, and they're this like, one... this calls the 1970 something New <laughs> yeah. York blackout. And yeah. you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's great. That's so funny. But they tried to do that again, though. And they tried to do that again in this when the like creature comes up to her and she. But that's just in the first one, it's a character who is who is really a fish out of water, who mm. is like trying to act like he's down and he belongs, and he touches a thing and he messes up, right? In this and movie, and he doesn't know what's and happening. He doesn't know yeah. what's happening. In this movie, it's someone who we know for a fact has like studied. She has studied. Yeah. She's she knows all the ins and outs, and then just by happenstance, she just touches a weird. It doesn't creature. make any sense. <laughs> her like, character right, in this movie. No her character in this movie is is, is literally nothing. Yeah. Like it it's just an amalgamation of different things they were trying to do. Like it there there is no character. No. It's like the beginning the first time we see her character is just setting up like a thing for, the, right, for later yeah, in yeah. the movie. It's not it's like it's not like her kindness is what pulls her through the film. Right. And that's the, and it's the kindness that that made an impact on the alien in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's not even like her, like her curiosity is what pulls her through the film. Right. And then it's like, and then and it's it like, could be like the moment could when be any of these things, the moment when the, the guy gives her the, the gun, the thing that we learn is the gun could have been like a, oh, I've read your, that you're 
very kind. You know what I mean? Like it could have been connected right. to that, yeah. right. but they did. It's like, why did he trust her? I, I, it doesn't even make There's, sense. He, his his power was to touch people and figure out. If and then wasn't trying. he supposed to be a bad guy? Like he was an arms dealer or something? Yeah. Like there was all this other political <laughs> stuff that was happening that didn't. Like I was just like, what? Anyway, well, let me talk to Hollywood real quick. Right. It's gonna be quick. Oh, It'll be quick. It'll be quick. Hollywood, I just want to say, you know, <laughs> we don't have to reboot everything. Unless you have a fresh take, to just just let it be good. The, one of the best things I heard is like when it came up to do the sequel to Bridesmaids, it was like, no, we made a perfect movie. You know what I mean? Like we did it. The job is done. If we did another one, it would only be to dampen this brand, dampen <laughs> this movie, and just make money, and then people would not like us. Right. And it's like, why? Why did we do this? Like 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 Braylock said, it's like the the second and third Men in Black weren't critical successes. Like yeah, they made money, but no one was like, ah, we got to. Damn, we got to get men in black again. Also, what is what Hollywood remaking these Will Smith movies and putting white dudes in it? Like what? Like so weird. What's going on? Like what is yeah. what is what's the deal with that? Yeah, you're right. And it's a Hemsworth brother every time. I mean, I like this one more than the other That's one. That's true. It's like a Hemsworth brother every time. It's like it's like what we, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Is it gonna be another one in Bad Boys? Because like now they're old. It's gonna oh, be that's funny. Is the young rival team nah, gonna if, be like a if white Chris a white cop shows up in Bad Boys? <laughs> That's so funny to me. Oh, wait. I hope that happens. That better happen. Hey, Holly, dear Hollywood, make that happen. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All I'm simply saying is, is that there's so many fresh ideas out there that you can make for cheap and you can just start your own franchise. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just make one good movie with a possibility of a uh, of a sequel, but just make one good movie. We don't need to keep rehashing stuff and just dampening people's childhood. Ugh. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, Hiss Golden Messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. Go ahead. I was just going to say that I, I just because we don't have this perspective on the podcast because it's just like we've just been way too busy. And sorry, guys, we couldn't be getting guests and stuff like that. But I am sure that it is nice, you know, just in terms of representation to see Tessa Thompson, you know, leading a role to see a black woman in a role like this that they you don't get too often. Yeah, no, she's she's a badass. And I and I and I do think and I well, at least I hope that we're at a point when which a movie like this bombing won't hamper the uh options or ability you know yeah. what i mean that they won't she like, about to be thor she's fine yeah i i just hope that they don't pin- yeah you, you're right you're right so i just like uh yeah and i don't think they will i'm just saying like so we have the ability to bomb like this so it's like i don't know like you know i just but there is a part of me that's like oh, man like they could have made this i don't know I feel like they could have had a. It's just I. I just find it interesting, like the way that they did this, because it's like you had a formula, and it's like you didn't even stick to the formula. But like anyway, go ahead. What were you trying to say? All I was gonna say I'm depressed. was the only <laughs> the, the, the just the only thing I wanted to say was um, 
Men in Black 2 is good. So just just so that that can just be out there, you know what I mean? I think that. Men in Black 2 is pretty pretty great. Um, Rosario nice. Dawson's in that one. Um, yeah. You say Men in Black 2? Yeah, Men in Black 2 is pretty great. Just wanted to make sure I said that. Is, did you? See, we reviewed Men in Black yeah, too. Yeah, I freaking love Men in Black too. You know okay, I, mean? I don't know what's happening. The movie's fantastic. Why are you saying this? Yeah, right. that's what you wanted to say. That's it. Men in Black too. Hell yeah. Is this what? Is this a new bit? Yeah, this is my bit. I don't <laughs> know what he's doing. Is this a my, new bit now. Your new bit my is to bit say is just saying just Men in Black, Men Black, Black is, is good. good. Yeah, hell yeah. This okay. is a bit. Yeah, yeah, y'all. This is a bit now. Men in right. Black Two is good. Okay. Uh. <laughs> We 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 wait. Do we need to say anything about the end of this movie? What happens at the end? Uh, who cares? At the end, it listen, was Liam Neeson. Who was the cares? Best. They definitely have sex at the end, right? Because she is just in my man's car, driving. <laughs> Yo, he walks up to the car. Push the. Little she's red just thing. in the car. They definitely had sex. All right, we rate and review films <laughs> not based on how much we liked them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we film the film feel the film fully help the cause we give it a black fist somewhat help the cause we give it a white pump feel like it didn't help the cause at all we don't give it anything ready guys on the count of three we're gonna do this oh goodness shit okay here we go not not if we like it we don't like it that's not okay it does not matter if we like it just does it support the cause more leading black actors in Hollywood (laughs) why are you taking so much I know are you trying to convince yourself are you all right? (laughs) <laughs> Are you trying to convince yeah. yourself what you should do? You should do the right thing. Three. I'm doing it. Wow. I'm doing it. It's a wow. little rude because wow. here's why it's rude. I'm not, I don't know what he's wow. about. You got to go first now. Oh, wait, go ahead. I'll, I'll say why it's rude after. Two fists right. and a palm. The palm was given by Jonathan Braylock. Okay. Here's Jonathan what I'll Braylock, say. get a movie palm for all the cast and directors. Here's what I'll say. And Tessa. And here's what I'll say. F. Gary Gray. I just think, here's why I'm going to say this. Maybe it's too rude. I think Tessa Thompson's career before this movie was fine. Uh, I think it'll be... Uh, okay. I think it'll be fine after this. Mm-hmm. But you could have... You could have just made somebody's career by putting them in this film that what that had I, a career but didn't have this kind of movie success. And you didn't do it because you were like, well, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson were together in Ragnarok, so let's put them together in this movie because they already have chemistry. And it's like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones were never in a movie and they have some of the best chemistry of all time. Stop. Not like I don't like the fact that we can't bet on black people. You know what I mean? I don't like that. We it's like they have to be proven in some fashion by like other stuff. And you can't just pick somebody who is like really funny, really good, you know, at what they do, but hasn't been given in this kind of opportunity. And it just feels like it feels lazy to me, and it and it feels uninspired. And I, and I'm really and it's really not anything against Tessa Thompson. It really is just like you could have had a black woman in here that like doesn't have a significant movie career yet, but like has the chops to do this kind of thing. And like even if the movie wasn't great, really puts that person on the map. Whereas Tessa Thompson was already on the map. You know what I mean? I do understand that this gives her. So I gave it a palm because it was like it's still. It still will help. It helps in the whole general cause, but I'm just like, I don't know, man. Sometimes I, I, I don't know. But they Maybe would I'm never. For it, they're never going to give anybody that that much of a plug because it's like we can't. We're not allowed right. to do that. Like we're yeah, not. Will, Will Smith. He did Independence Day. Was pretty Day. on the map. Yeah, at the time of his. He did uh, Independence Day. Uh, thank Bad you, boys. thank you, Jonathan Braylock. 
for uh your 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 uh closing yeah. remarks, Jonathan yeah. Braylock. Just why are you saying just, my full name? Saying his full name. Like, why I just want to make sure, my full name. I just want to like make that. sure people can make sure the voice is <laughs> no, different. Why are you saying your my full name? Because like that, that was because that wasn't that wasn't that that was not James the Third or Dry Milligan. That was Jonathan wow. Braylock. Wow. Who. I just want to make sure I mean, they knew it's not Jonathan Braylock. What he just said is not a false statement. It's Ooh, a listen, true man, statement. Thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that, James the we Third. Get, we get Beverly Hills Cop two fists in a, in a palm, man. I mean, come on now. I mean, listen, no, no. Uh, Jonathan Braylock. I was the palm on that. James the Third, I respect your opinion. James the Third. Wow. What? Thank you. <laughs> this is a landmark episode. Are you going to say why you gave this movie a fist? <laughs> I gave this movie a fist because I am scared. All right. <laughs> I gave this no, movie a fist. That's not the response I am you're supposed scared. to say after all of that. But you want, you want honesty, right? <laughs> Listen, man. All right. Niggas, we got, we're getting too close. All right. This is my thing. All right. We get to, but hear me out. Hear me I out. I do think that our listeners need to know that at a certain point. <laughs> hear me out. At a certain point, you're going to wake up one morning and Ain't none of this podcast ain't going to be erased. We're going to neuralize y'all. It's going to be We're going to neuralize y'all's memories. Listen. Because we. When we saw this we three years ago. too close. Three years ago. Three, four years ago. Niggas didn't have no job. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's be real. Look. Look, I'll be real. Okay. There's. Yo. There's a strong likelihood that by the end of the year, we will see Tessa Thompson <laughs> or F. Gary Gray. That is a strong chance. But this is my thing, too, about it. Straight up, I do not like this movie. I'm not even gonna pretend like I, I like I do, but I will say, and I agree with Connor Johnson. I, I, it's twofold. I do think we could have had a new actress be put into this movie, but I do think this was a stepping stone for Tessa Thompson because it was a lead, and she's an Afro Latina. So it, I, I'm even looking online right now. There are already articles defending the movie because of what you're like. What everyone's saying is like because a black woman is starring in this. It's like what is all the hate for? Um, and also F. Gary Gray. Is is getting to do bigger and better things, and at the end of the day, it's like aside from the script, the movie looks beautiful. The movie looks clean. The movie looks neat. Uh, uh, I thought the action set pieces went really well. I mean, for the most part, I really think they handled that CGI character like Kumal so well because that kind of character normally gets annoying real, real fast. You know, so I thought he did. I thought oh, yeah. everyone did the best that they could, but I do think what Braylock is saying it was miscast. But at the end of the day. I'm giving it a fist because I'm not going, you know, I'm not trying to get, you know. You already said the thing. All right, well, look. No, but I, I gave it a fist, though. Gerard Milligan. No, no, no. no. Miscast. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. All right, if you want to use a pull quote for the poster <laughs> wow. from uh, Men Black International. Right, well, here's what I have. No, quote is, no, don't do that. I do think this film was miscast, and that quote is by Gerard wow. Milligan. Wow. All right. J-E-R-A-H can I, can I is how my, you spell the name. Can I say my thing? Go ahead. Go ahead, James the Third. All right, yes. This is James the Third. <laughs> I gave a fist because I believe this movie deserves a fist. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. why I smart. gave it a fist. This movie deserves a fist. Smart. Smart. Thompson, smart. It's directed by F. Gary Gray. It's directed by F. Gary Gray. We hear you. I, when I saw Friday, I thought it looked so fucking good. And I was like, who directed this movie? Because it looks amazing. And now this man uh, just directed smart. fucking Men in Black International. And that's amazing. And he he, he, he was almost going to do Winter Soldier, whichever one he was going to do. One of those one of those Captain America I see what you're doing, James. No. What, you see what I'm doing? I'm telling the truth. No. Yeah. <laughs> this don't line up what you said this whole podcast. I like what you're saying. Like this. this don't no, line up with what he said like, this whole ahead, podcast. Like, I do not like how you yeah. guys are doing James is winking at us. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I don't like this. There's no winks. I'm telling my truth, okay? It was directed by Gary Gray, and it starts Tessa Thompson, and that's amazing for both of them. 
Um, I, I I don't know if it could have been somebody else. I think that this I li- I liked the casting of this and I enjoyed these two actors in in. The- smart. I see smart. what she's saying. I see what she's saying. I see what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I'm telling all my right. truth. I'm bearing my soul. All right, okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so, and so, yeah. So, I feel like this movie deserves a fist. I feel like it, I, I know it didn't make a lot of money, but I feel like I, uh, I feel like you know, go out, go see it, go support, um, uh, because you know we need to have more leading black actors and more black directors in film. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Stop. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Uh, you did it. You did it. I mean, because, right. because wow, you saved it. <laughs> that was good enough to save both of us, too. I think no. so. I should have said right. some more reckless shit, too. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank, thank you guys Woo. for listening. For those of you uh, listening for the first time, you can you can follow us at Black Man Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. There you can find links to our merch. You can find links to our Patreon. We got new Patreon episodes coming out soon. Uh, we reviewed uh, an episode of when they see us yes. uh, that will come out soon um we also have uh godzilla king of the monsters of up the monsters. there uh we've done other ones we do two uh every month uh that's just uh five dollars a month so if you can support uh with some bonus content please do that also we really are going to london so yes, yes. Uh, september 7th uh i, I believe is a saturday it it's is at 9 30 I think tickets are what fifteen fifteen bucks. They're on sale pounds, right now. Fifteen pounds, bro. It's oh, London, baby. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. Come 15. on, baby. Let me let me see. England. Come on, baby. This that London, baby. Let me get the town. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. London uh, town. If you, we're going to London, and uh, so uh, if the, you if you're in the area, if you're in if honestly if you're in Europe, you have no excuse. Yes. you got to fly there with Ryanair. I know Ryanair's cheap. It's true. I know it's cheap. So we're going to be All at right. we're going to be at the King's Palace. King's Palace. Um, it's the London Podcast Festival. That's you can right. just go on kingspalace.co.co.uk. The tickets are on there. You can book them. Nineteen fifty is what it equals. Oh, nineteen fifty is what it equals. Um, come on, baby, it's going to be lit. We can yeah. do whatever we want in London. Nineteen pounds fifty. You okay. Know what I'm saying? And uh, also, uh, these two dudes are on. Black Thank Mirror. You. Thank yes, you. we're on Thank Black you. Mirror. Check you. that out. You know what I'm saying? The uh, whole he, Netflix gang out here. You know what I'm saying? Got Braille, Kimmy Schmidt. We out here trying to get work. That's why uh, F. Gary Gay, if you, if, you, if you listen to this, hey man, we we do like you. So This is not the time. But it's not yeah, yet. He stopped listening in a lot. <laughs> okay. right, and he bad. crossed our names out on the list. <laughs> Definitely not the time to do uh, that. We, uh, and also, <laughs> uh, you can follow me at John Bray, like that's it. You can follow me at James Third Comedy, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Oh, I, I wasn't doing that anymore. Anyway, third is three. Oh, uh, but you did. You it. did it. So. You can follow me at Draw Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. And if you uh, listen to us, I'm sorry. If if you leave a review on iTunes, give us a five star review. We will read your reviews on the air. Here we go. You guys ready for a review? Yup. This one. Uh, wait, did I read this one? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, this one is by Lady Brewer. Lady Brewer. It says, fantastic discourse. I'm not even sure how I came across this podcast, but I'm truly so happy it exists. I love looking at films through lenses other than my own, and these guys do such a great job at bringing up various viewpoints, even if I sometimes disagree with them. They're hilarious, insightful, and respectful of all the work that goes into filmmaking, even if it turns into trash. I highly recommend it, and 
recommend it to anyone who will listen. Thank you for making this show. The world needs more of these dialogues. And I throw up a black fist for this MF podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. P.S. I know y'all threw a little shade at Tarantino, but I love if you review Death Proof because I truly believe that movie is incredible and was absolutely slept on. Right. As a black woman, that film gives me so much life and I watch it Uh, regularly for cathartic release. All right. Oh, yeah. We got to do that. And then this last one is NRMR86. Essential. Perfect start to every Monday. I'm a biracial queer nerd who loves films. So happy to hear thoughtful reviews of childhood favorites. Meteor Man, A Low Down Dirty Shame, Don't Be a Menace. How to keep the support going. Join the Patreon. Hell yeah. Money well spent. Love you guys. Keep talking to Hollywood. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, I think we are going to do Shaft, right? Wait, wait, time out, time out. Are, are we, we going to do shit? I think we are. I think we are. I really want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.